What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first E-Man show of 2020. If you have glasses, you still won't get it. God. <laughs> You've been here less than 30 seconds. <laughs> first, first podcast of the year. We couldn't even make it 30 seconds before you started insulting people. Why? And the thing is, like, we both wear glasses, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay for us to say. Honestly, I've been saying that joke so much, and I still laugh every I've, single time. It's so good. That just proves, guys, if you can't laugh at yourselves, first of all, get a grip. Right. Uh, laugh a little. It, it makes things a whole lot easier, a lot funnier. Um, uh, I, we, we talked about this earlier, but I think it's poignant to go ahead and point out uh, that we were sitting down just like the family or whatever and so then uh my parents were like oh go ahead and tell us something funny <laughs> and obviously we're just like there's a fine line between like what i find funny right and what you find funny true <laughs> and so james being the person that he is was just like you know what he's like I mean, I could tell you, but you probably don't think it's funny. And then they're just like, try us. He's like, well, I mean, like, I could I could say, like, I walked out of school and I found a heroin needle on the ground. He's like, that's funny to me. <laughs> and then it just At this point, questions just start happening. I'm just like, why a heroin needle? Why is that funny to you? Is there a problem where you go to school? It's <laughs> just all these questions that could have been avoided if you're just like. Shut up. I haven't seen anything funny. Just shut up. Just <laughs> Mouth shut and just keep it pushing. But no, that's not how we function around here. Yeah, no. But there's there's lots of great stuff, lots of funny content, especially on Twitter. Twitter. So many things have happened oh, over the holiday break. So guys, World War Three. Before, before, before we even talk about that, welcome to the Even More About Nothing podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez. It says so in my Twitter bio. I just changed my Twitter avi to Paulo Sanchez himself. So check it out. I go by the name of Westside Mookie 833 on Instagram and Westside Mookie on Twitter. You can follow me on either one of those posts. I mostly retweet things that are slightly offensive. Yeah, you're also on the private. <laughs> because they're very funny. <laughs> I'm also private because I'm in school to be a therapist, and I can't say the things. <laughs> but the thing is, like, your defense is, I go to therapy. I talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I talk about I saw this thing on Twitter to my therapist. So, Shocking. Yeah, me and, my, me and my therapist talk about my Twitter feed constantly. I don't know, I, I don't know who I was talking to, um, but they were talking about uh, how, like, them going to... See their therapist, which like I've never gone to see a therapist. I probably should go see a therapist. You you should have a whole team of therapists, but that's just I'm I'm sure that's a whole case study in itself. Um, just talking about like it's very intriguing. What sounds like the process of being a therapist because a lot of times depending on what the characteristic of your therapist, like how they do things, they'll like uh, write down like keywords like to track the progression of your conversation so you can like see the patterns. Mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting. If you were to ever follow me, if you were to ever have a conversation with me, oh God. the one constant word you would always hear is Twitter. That's because that's always where I'm at. Facts. It's where I get a lot of my information. Accurate or not, I, I will I just get I will, it off Twitter. I will quote Twitter like it is the, a like educational foundation basis for all. It is a first papers. party source. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that is how the FBI gets anything anyways. <laughs> 
Twitter is a godsend. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Forget Instagram. Forget Facebook. Forget LinkedIn. It's all about Twitter. It's all about Twitter. This is these are the facts. Uh, that being said, uh, we still get that present from North Korea. <laughs> and the funniest thing to ever happen out of all of that was someone tweeted, "North Korea's been pumped thinking since I've been high school." <laughs> Which leads me to a completely non sequitur question: Who is the best pump faker of the NBA? In the history of the NBA. <laughs> Shaq, because he's not shooting threes. Have you seen Dwight Howard's pump fake? Uh, I have not. I don't watch the NBA. You know I don't. <laughs> Dwight Howard, there has to be a, a limit to the times that you can go up and down pump fake. Oh, you would think so until you see Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right now, I would say the. Oh, no, who was it? I think it was Tayshawn Prince. They had a pump fake that sent somebody into the third round. <laughs> Steph has got a pretty nice. Like, if we're talking, like, skill wise, James Harden. Because mm-hmm. he, he's pump fake people straight into Astro World. Pump fake and, <laughs> pump fake and step back. <laughs> he is pump fake some people right into Astro World and right back. And <laughs> Four point, like man had a four point play from half court, and I'm just like, this should be illegal, right? <laughs> but hey, what do I know? It's basketball. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would say James Harden is the best player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, has a really dumb haircut. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not, I, we're not gonna talk about that. I don't know what it is about it, like. Russell, Russell Westbrook got his hair braided. What is it about? If you're from Houston and you listen to this podcast, explain to me what it is about being in Houston that makes all of y'all want to have these braids that looks like you just came out of an episode of Boys in the Hood from 1992. Yeah. The What is the cultural significance of it? I, Let I, me know. I'm, I'm doing this for research purposes. Uh, but since we didn't get that Christmas present... Uh, we wanted to send a special present to some people over in the Middle East who shall not be named on this podcast. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone kind of just woke up one day and they're just like, hey, y'all, we about to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter was a blaze. See, black Twitter was like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Black Twitter was having (laughs) The thing is It comes full circle though Nearly three years later The greatest flub to ever happen On Twitter From Yahoo News (laughs) Is now about to be Deployed For World War (laughs) 3 The return of the nigger navy (laughs) I wasn't gonna say it (laughs) 
<laughs> Go ahead. Uh, nigga Navy is just too. Like, Yahoo Sports tweeted an article. <laughs> and it, 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 no, no. It is absolutely 110% like a typo. 100%. They're right next to each other on the keyboard. Yep. And, and when you're, like, especially on Twitter and stuff like that, you got to get stuff out fast. Quick. And so it's just like, it's probably like the one time he didn't have someone proofread the title or anything. He was and just he's like. probably a top editor, too. Yeah, the thing's like, he has the article. He already has, like, uh, that hot take, the the punchline to get people to click on the thing, though it wasn't what he intended. <laughs> he is most definitely fired at this point. One hundred percent. Oh, it probably was only up for not even a minute. <laughs> but the thing is, like, ooh, once it's up, oh, it's, the internet got a hold of it. It's over, and they ran. It's they over. Ran with it. Honestly, they need to replace that in all the history books. They need, they need to. <laughs> it just that. needs to be replaced as just <laughs> never. never. <laughs> and what made that even funnier was everyone talking about like not my national anthem, <laughs> and they're just replacing it with like swag, swag surf. <laughs> <laughs> if oh this is your God. first time listening to the podcast, and if this is indicative of anything, we're never serious on this show. Ever. So if you if you find yourself offended, I am so sorry. This is this is how we are. Leave now. It's probably going to get worse. We mostly talk about nerd stuff. Other times, it's just like what we find hilarious. We insult Star Wars fans, even though we are Star Wars fans. Oh, speaking of insulting Star Wars fans. This year, 2020. It's already started so good. I promise you. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's in Disneyland. I don't care if it's Walt Disney's Hall of Fame. I don't care if he gets a statue or if he's like in some special class. John Boyega is needs the, a statue. <laughs> he needs a statue permanently. <laughs> <laughs> and the statue just needs to have a wear air bubble and it just has to say the word mans. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's been waiting five years for this. This is the this he, is single-handedly, besides having other projects lined up, this is the number one reason he did not sign up to do any more Star Wars content. Yes. Ever. He was yeah. wait, he was waiting for this. Because of the fan base. He knew he's like he's like once he's once he publicly said he was done. And his obligations due was to his contract were up. up. And he's no longer under that Disney family contract. Right. He just had he had to say, I got to get this on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and the the thing, slander. The thing is, what started it was, okay, obviously, so, like, Oscar Isaac, he's been a bit more vocal about it towards mm-hmm. the tail end of the press run about, yeah. like, what he wanted to do differently. Mark Hamill's always been Mark Hamill. He's he's a he, veteran at this point. He can do whatever. He's a god. He's and Luke Skywalker. Like, he yeah. can say and do anything he wants. They can't really do anything to him because he's, he's just he's like... He's Luke Skywalker. Right. You can replace Luke Skywalker? Right. Sorry. He's like, nice try. Right. Uh, him and Carrie Fisher both. Like, uh... Harrison, Harrison Ford, he's kind of more of just like fly under the radar. He's just like, I'm just, they're just paying me to be here. Yeah, he pop up when he has to <laughs> yeah. and then goes back to his wood cabin in Minnesota. But Oscar Isaac and John Boyega, boy, firing shots. Uh, uh, John Boyega specifically. So I think what the greatest thing about this was, uh, was even towards the tail of the press run, he's just like responding to tweets and everyone's just like, Oh, oh. <laughs> he's just like someone speaking their mind. They're from like the Disney. I think what 
what's funny is, is like when he goes on like those interviews and someone's just like, this isn't how someone in that part of the Disney family should act in public. And he's just like, I'm an actor. I am a human. I am a person. He's just like, I'm not supposed to be trapped in like this stereotype, even though he's like 26, 27. He's like, I'm not supposed to be in this like kids filter, kids bubble. Right. Yeah. He's twenty. He's twenty five year old man. Yeah. Let him be a twenty five year old man. Yeah. If what he, were you doing at twenty five? If, if he goes to Mardi Gras, let him go to Mardi Gras. Was anybody saying any of this slander? I guess. I guess John Travolta's never been in a Disney movie, but like. Yeah. He. I, but he, he did. He yeah, didn't come out to like dirty dancing, so we yeah, can't really. He, we already knew he was about some business. <laughs> I was about to say Grease is close as it gets, but. <laughs> Came out dirty dancing in Greece. He was he was in these streets yeah. before he was ever out these streets. <laughs> then Pulp Fiction is like, yeah, like no, there's no accountability. There's, there's no holding uh, down. So like having from the interviews to him responding to tweets to people being like, nope, that's a stupid take on that. That's dumb. He's like, I'm just like, I am me. Don't like confuse my character for who I am. Right. And then, literally two days ago from right now. Uh, on Sunday, January 12th, 2020, he posted a video on Instagram. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's the greatest clapback video since Jesus and Meryl clapped back at DJ Envy. Yes. <laughs> it's literally just him going through uh, all these tweets and comments at him talking about like, oh, Raylo was such a great buildup romance. He's just like, nope, that's terrible writing. People are just making fun of him for screaming the white girl's name the entire franchise. He just like kicks it, scooter skid marks on scooter skid all marks. the hater marks. He's like, you suck. And then he's just like, Pow. he's like, get out of my face. Get out of my face. <laughs> he's like, I just have to get this on my chest. So just kudos to you, John Boyega. Uh, if you ever hear this, we would give you an honorary uh, more about nothing trophy. Yeah, it's a pa- yeah, it's a Pablo. It's an yeah, honorary Pablo. An honorary Pablo. We should actually make trophies. Of that. I wonder how expensive it is. It can't be can't be more expensive than getting that bowling trophy that Michael Scott got in the office. Uh, if we want it really well done, it could probably get pretty expensive. But we if we want a cheap one, we can get it made out of like foam and then spray painted metallic <laughs> silver and then and spray then, painted then, metallic gold well, on top of it. We could do that, and then or we could just make it like a plastic, Ooh. and then we just put like a solid metal <laughs> thing in the center of it, so it has some weight, weight to it. <laughs> If you make, if you know how to make trophies, hit us up. We, we know, Twitter. we know a guy that needs one. <laughs> We're just gonna mail them out. Like, just mail them out to their publishers. Like, some podcast, yeah, in the middle of the country, gave you an award. <laughs> it's a Pablo. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, we do that. Give us, give those out at the end of the year, dude. Nakakon's coming up. Nakakon is coming up. Uh, Are we going? Uh, <laughs> Someone asked me that same question. Where are we supposed to go? We are supposed to go. Okay, I guess we're going. Because the homie is going for the first time. Yeah. But he doesn't know. I don't think he doesn't know yet. I think he knows. Does he know at this point? I'm pretty sure he knows. We'll have to rain check off that, whether he knows. (laughs) For that reason, we won't say who. Yeah. Uh, But I'm pretty sure sure he knows. But at the same time, I think we still want to try to do a live podcast of the Till Taking Submission. They have been fugazi. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row now. Yep. If they fugazi us this third year, I don't know if I'm going back. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, not going well, back well, unless after, we're after, after, after this, this year. 
Yeah, we're just we're just not. We're not you going. Have, we're not going back unless we're presenting. Yeah, because we or see we can, the we show. Can, we can find other cons. They, ne- they never do anything interesting. Look, RDC World looks like a really fun show to go to. Yeah, DreamCon looks Dream really Con. good. They pull out some really heavy hitters. Caleb City's uh, going this year. He's a, he's actually a feature. They player. always get King Vader. They always get uh, King, King Vader. Vader's staple in terms of like not just the anime community because of how viral Hood Naruto went. So good. Uh, but even just like for black creators in general. Facts. He received an image award in his hometown. That's yeah. cool for him. Um, but we should we should try and see what it would like what would how much work and what it would be like to present and do a live pod at Kansas City Comic Con, because that's the mm. biggest one in the city. Yeah. We it's probably to- way too much work. It really we probably is. need to be pres- we we have to have like paperwork. And like a layout of what we want to talk about before the yeah, show, like, and we have to, st- and have to stick to it. And everyone listening at home is laughing because that's just not. Nah, how that's, that's not how we do. We're gonna give them a whole layout and a whole, and we're gonna sit on that thing, turn yeah. the mic on, and none of it is gonna go. Yeah, it's like uh, we're it's gonna like, sit down. It's immediately gonna go left. It's like guys, at what at what point are we handing out puppies? <laughs> it's just like, oh, y'all thought we were for real. <laughs> Hit us up. Yeah, uh, if you know somebody to know somebody to know somebody to kill somebody, yeah, let us know. I know. <laughs> don't, don't, I think I was a Joel yeah. Santana line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but there's plenty of other cons we can go to to check out. Um, it, but the one thing about NakaCon that's still really cool is they still do bring in industry people from like Funimation yeah, or yeah. from like voice actors true. from various shows. True, 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 true. They true. come and talk to you. Rich homie um, Bill Butts will be back this time. Yeah. And, and he's he's done some big things. He's he's in One Punch Man season two. Mm-hmm. He's in Gundam. We should probably try and get Bill Butts on the show sometime. But he's yeah. in L.A. Next time he's in the city and we're doing a show, we should try yeah, and figure it yeah. out. We should try to hit him up anyways. Or any of the kind of funny guys. Or Greg, if he's ever in the city. I think we'll better have Damon Hatfield. Like, better luck. Because his, his mom is in Olathe. <laughs> yeah. He's from Olathe. Right. Like, half, like, it's always funny, like, listening to, like, the IGN crew or whatever. And, like, one of them will be like... Yeah, I went to school in Blue Valley Northwest, and I'm like, you went to where? You a raven? Right. <laughs> it's always the most obscure thing, too. Like, yeah. Heartland? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Joko? <laughs> the first time I heard someone say JCCC on there, and they actually meant Johnson County Community College, I was flabbergasted. It's like, it's like wow, we're really out here. Uh, JCCCC, Johnson County Community College, has the number two ranked culinary school. Really? Yep. Word. In the nation. I think, I don't know why, but some random dude in high school, I remember, he was kind of one of those people that was just like, I don't know what I want to do. And then at some point, he's just like, I'm going to be a chef. <laughs> I'm gonna be. And he's like, I'm going to go to JUCO. I'm going to get into their culinary program. And he's like, it's, it's all going to be good. I didn't know it was that prestigious. I, I just remember sitting there literally in high school. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> just like, don't do this. He's like, just keep it pushing. It's like, I got a class to get to. Um, but yeah, no, there, there really are more people we should reach out to try to get onto this podcast. And in that means, if you are listening to the show and you know people that you would like to hear us on the show, interview in the nerd world, in the or just in general, hit us up, tag them, and be like featured he- featured ghost special guest. We need to come up with a name for our special guest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we always do first-time guests, super special guests. Special character. Special character. 
character unlocked. <laughs> Smashes into 2020. It's, uh, like a Smash character yep. reveal. Uh, yeah. Yes, or professor. Like DM us, like at Eman Podcast on Twitter, if on you Instagram, want to be on or, or just email us. I believe it's uh, even more about nothing at gmail.com. Just let us know. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Or any suggestions that you have for people that would want to feature on the show. Would love to get other returning guests. Yep. Like Batman. Yep. Long time coming. He actually, on our episode talking about Crisis, went ahead and commented his views on Crisis. And it was so good. So, so. Uh, Except so, for the fact that he still thinks Supergirl is a good show. So go ahead. Uh, and if you go to our episode on Facebook talking about that Go read his review. Let him know if you agree with it or not. Crisis actually finishes up this week. Uh, so I believe both. So there's two more parts left. Both of them finish up on Tuesday, if I'm correct. So on the 15th. 15th? No, the 14th. Yes, the 14th is when they finish up. So we'll see how they get out of this pickle. Atlas, I haven't been paying attention to Crisis. Yeah. Well, I mean, you watched the first couple of parts. Yeah, I did. But I'm just like, at this point, I was like, this is getting too... Yeah. This is getting too obtuse. And one of those situations is like, bro, what is happening? And what are you people playing? Like, how is this going to end? Yeah. Well, I think that's like my biggest question is just like, okay, how and when is this going to end? Because well, I'm not sure where you're going with it. Here's the thing. Here are the, here are the things that need to be resolved. Uh, so, Mia, William... And Connor all need to go back to the future. Mm-hmm. They're starting Green Arrow and the Canaries as a show. Uh, I, I don't know if it's immediately following up or if it's going to be later in the year where it happens, but that is a show that is happening. Um, so my guess is like with the resolution of this, they're going back to the future. Um, Flash was just confirmed for season seven. So that means Barry Allen's still around. Um, I do think that with the events of Flash from this crisis, that is how it was intended to go down with uh, Barry Allen from Earth 90 or something like that being the one that sacrificed himself. So, uh, I don't know. There's other stuff, but like we'll worry about it when it gets here. I'm done with like trying to forecast it. I'm just along for the ride. Legends starts back up as soon as crisis is over. So we'll see how it goes from here. Yeah, well, I say how it goes from here. But for me, I'm looking forward to more comics um, in 2020. Like, honestly, I've just been, like, really, like, lacking on reading my comics. It's another thing I want to get back into. Mm-hmm. I loved Batman Hush. Yeah. That was such a good arc, storyline, villain, everything about it was so good. that I'm looking forward to reading um, more just comics actually, this year. I'm so glad you mentioned this. I actually had a conversation with someone earlier today. Uh they didn't really get into like the comic stuff when they were younger, but when they got older, like first started talking about Marvel, uh, they got to the Marvel animated TV shows, yeah, and then that led to, to them the watching the movies and stuff like that. They never read the comics, but then that kind of bridged over to watching like Justice League, and he's like, oh yeah, Justice League was pretty cool and stuff like that, but they were still mostly like live action. So this is kind of like a two-parter question, and we can jump into this discussion. In terms of like for DC heroes, who in like well, in all of DC and all of the interpretations that we have seen characters, specifically Batman, who is the most iconic Batman? Bruce Wayne. No, no, no. I'm talking about like portrayals. Ooh. Ah. 
So I'm talking about whether live action, voice acting, whatever. Oh, shoot. That's tough. Because, so what I told him, I was like, if you were to ask someone in terms of, like, Batman, especially for people of our age. Yeah. That grew up in the nineties, early two, early two thousands. Like, there's there's one answer that like nine nine point two out of people like that <laughs> will give you. Yeah, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that's what. Because and obviously, like like I said, this person didn't really watch like the animated shows, or, like the comics or anything like that. He's just like he's like, dude, like uh, Christian Bale's such an iconic Batman. He's the most iconic Batman for me. Oh my <laughs> and god! And I was, I was like, oh, I'm offended. I, I was like, he's good. Like he's good in the Dark he's, Knight trilogy. He's a great Bruce Wayne. He's a terrible Batman. Yeah, I was like, he's but a if, terrible like, if, Batman. You're, if you're talking about Batman, Kevin Conroy is that guy. Facts. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people would say Kevin Conroy. I think just so many, so many animated movies. Um, Christian Bale is iconic for his roles mm-hmm. in those movies because of what those movies did for live action Batman movies and honestly yeah. saving WB and saving DC a little I, bit. I know a lot of people will still be well and honestly I think Christian Bale gets boost because of how good Heath Ledger was yeah and, and it's honestly, like you're only as good as like your counterpart you're only as good as your partner and like, again that storyline feeds into the mythos of Batman because one of the like Joker literally says this to Batman in one of the comic books and the animated series is like you're you're only a good hero because I'm a good villain mm-hmm. and and like Bat and, and it's kind of like the, the hero is only as good as his best villain yeah like and Batman acknowledges that several times one hundred percent I think a lot of people especially some of the older generations still uh, like looking back at like Adam West maybe as Batman just because like. He was really the first Batman that they were seeing. On yeah, the and I, I went back, and I don't know how I managed to do this. It was BBC One or whatever, but I went back and I watched every single season of the original Batman with Adam West. Mm-hmm. And man, it's classic. Yeah, man, it's iconic. It's, it's the it's whole not. comic book words coming out. Yeah, pow. It's he's not. like holy smokes, Batman. Right. <laughs> but it's not Kevin Conroy. Right. Um, and everyone, think- everyone wants to forget the whole George Clooney thing. Yeah, nobody really wants to remember. <laughs> My thing is like there have been, and I don't. I need to go back and like actually read who was actually voicing these Batman. These but newer ones, the newer yeah, ones. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's one guy or it's just different guys. If they're getting different guys, they're getting a, ro- a lot of really, really, really good voice actors. Right. But we need one standout actor. Yeah. And so far, the one standout voicing for me is Justice League Dark. I don't know if I'm familiar with. I don't know who voice Dark was. It's the one with uh, well, Constantine. Yeah, I know that one, but I'm not familiar with who the actor was. Me neither. Uh, that voiced Batman. Um, but I think even though, even if they do get a bunch, like some, di- like a select few people, different people to do Batman, I think they've done a really good job, kind of like keeping it in the same archetype. So it still sounds very similar, and it's still very congruent mm-hmm. with everything else that. Unless you're, like, really picking up on the nuances of how they do stuff, it's not like, oh, this is a different person completely. This, like, this doesn't sound like Batman kind of thing. Rosario Dawson was Wonder Woman? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am, I am, who the heck is Jason O'Mara? There's so, so many, so many questions right now. <laughs> did, he, did he do Bruce Wayne? Yes, he did. 
Jason Amaro was born in Dublin in Ireland and what what has he done just Lee Dark uh um okay known for 66 roles Gods and Heroes Man in the High Castle Death and Return of okay he's been Batman for a while Okay, so he's... Gods and Heroes, he was Zeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death and Return of Superman, he's Batman. Batman, Hush, he was Batman. Okay, nice. Reign of Superman, he's Batman. Okay, this guy's good. Okay. This guy's... <laughs> I don't know who he is, but this guy's really good. Death of Superman. Um, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's Jeffrey Mace. Mm. Interrogation's Gone Wrong. He's Jason One. He's been in Wakefield. Siege of Jadakville. Justice League versus Teen Titans. Um, Batman, Bad Blood. Okay, this guy's been yeah. around for a while. We've yeah. underestimated this guy. Uh, <laughs> Batman versus Robin. Nightwing and Robin. Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. Oof. Oh, this guy's been... Son of Batman. Yes. Okay, so uh, Justice League War. It just keeps going. I've underestimated this guy. Yes. Okay, so um, Jason O'Mara has now... <laughs> Put himself on the map, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, as far as we know, because we don't fact check. We don't fact check. <laughs> For the first... 2020, we will start checking facts. Fact checking. First one. <laughs> uh, but I think this leads to a bigger conversation that I was having with this person uh, who wasn't really into comics, but he got into, like we said, Marvel cartoons, uh, some of the shows that they had, so like for the Avengers... Uh, which the early 2000s Avengers show, like when the Avengers were first popping off live action. Amazing. It was really good. Um, but I think it's more of, more, at least from my perspective, more of a just below the surface problem that Marvel has across their medium. For sure. Uh, so Marvel is really known, at least for live action stuff, all being one congruent universe. Yes. It's like... Everything's connected one way or another, sometimes with the small screen, which I think they're officially going to kick that off. It's always been more of like the a thing screen. that like, has been in the back of your mind, especially with like Age of the Shield. Like Stuff happens and consequences are felt in the TV show. Yeah, and they talk about it in a grander scheme. They talk about the incident. They don't actually mention names. The yeah. big green guy, Miss Dale's like the captain. Right. The billionaire. Right. They don't actually ever say... Tony Stark. They don't actually even say Steve Rogers. They don't yeah. actually say Bruce the Banner. The attack on New York. The attack right? on New York. The incident. The event. Yeah. The robots are coming back. Do you not remember the alien event? Right. Like it's always yeah. mentioned. And like that. That'll only like evolve more as Kevin Feige is bringing the TV aspect into his fold. But with some of the shows and their portrayals. And even among the comics, Marvel's always kind of been all over the place. 100%. And they're trying to unify. Um, they're supposed to be having some huge event either end of last year or so, like by spring of this year that's going to unify the entire... There's one character that's supposed to unify all the multiverses, mm-hmm. which I think could go really well or really bad. Mm-hmm. And due to their past... Cause I remember, I don't know if it was an episode we had last year or we were talking the year before that, uh, where you're talking about an interesting statistic where Marvel had rebooted over like the past five years their universe at least two or three times. Yep. Which, 
five years was probably like the run of what New Fifty Two. Yep. Uh, and so with some of their TV shows, even with like the live action, the Avengers we see our screen aren't the traditional Avengers. Nope. Like it, they are, they aren't the original Avengers in a, by any by any means of the imagination. Right. And it, that's kind of not necessarily their fault. It wasn't due right. to. Right. They it, didn't have the licenses. Yeah. They didn't have all the characters. But now. They have everything. But the thing is, like, I think that kind of set a weird precedent that now is more so in, not an identity issue, but now people are seeing this on the big screen, that they're coming to TV shows, and TV shows are now modeling the Avengers after what they see on the big screen, and then some change it up a little bit, or they'd be like, can we do stuff from the comics, and then you don't have, like any sense or resemblance of like what is traditionally from comics. Now that's not always a bad thing, but it still causes quite a few questions because then now it's like, okay, now with the game that they're coming out with, mm-hmm. it's like, these are the traditional Avengers. Nope. Why are we getting a game that's based off of the movies that the movies aren't even like air quote, technically accurate. Yeah, and, and I think maybe... And like, again, it's depending maybe, on how they execute, it's not always bad. For sure. And I honestly, I wish we would have gotten one scene with the the big three um, from the MCU united with the... I, I just want one movie with the complete Avengers and maybe this is nostalgia speaking maybe we just need to move forward with this being the new Avengers mm-hmm. again it will never be the Avengers to me yeah. because it's missing like you're missing the fight between Wolverine and Iron Man right. as to who's going to be the leader you don't see Captain America coming in as like a new guy and then stepping up and being the leader you don't see Captain America be like okay we need to form the Avengers you don't see like you don't see Wolverine beating the brakes out of everybody yeah basically what Batman did like literally beat the brakes out of everybody in the war room and then walks out and be like if you guys can't beat me why do I need you yeah We don't get any of that. We don't get Hulk versus Hulk versus Wolverine is is a story timeline. Yeah, story. We get whole animated movies based on this. That's just not a part of the MCU, and it just feels like it's lacking. Again, this is because we're coming with so much baggage in history. Right. Maybe the kids who like Iron Man, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is the first utterment, and they just think Avengers. Right. But for me, just it's just not ever. It's just not quite there. Yeah. And even for us, New Fifty Two, they rebooted it because New Fifty Two Cyborg is now a founding member of mm-hmm. Justice League. That's not how I remember it, right? From but Frontier the, and Justice. Yeah. But but here's the thing, and this was kind of like, uh, kind of like we're talking about like two sides of the same coin here. I think DC's done. A fantastic job, I think, because 100%. like when they rebooted that in the comics, it made sense. It did make sense, and it was cohesive. But they also changed it in the movies as well. So when that change happened in the movies, it like was universal. Those, those that were keeping up with it, there's not like this constant ebb of flow. We're getting these different iterations. Like, well, this team has these three heroes the same, but these two are different. And then over here, it's just like you have a whole new team that's going on with maybe like. Batman or Wonder Woman still in charge. Like, every different iteration of a team 
was placed correctly and it made sense and the context was given. Yeah. Like, we just don't really get that with a lot of the Marvel stuff. And we've talked about this time and time again. Like, Marvel's live action, they've been killing it for a while. Because they have the Disney budget. Because they have that Disney budget. Like, everything else, just DC column. Yeah. Like, that's just how how it's been. Now, what do you think in terms of, like, for comics, for some of the animated stuff, do you, uh, does Marvel or Disney have to do in order to, like, have a, I don't know, strong footing moving forward? I think we see what happens with the unification event. Um, that's a series I got to keep my eye on and try and read through. Um we got to see what happens with the unification event, but then also like, I'm I'm split because we're getting a movie that should have been a prequel. Mm-hmm. Like, Black Widow should have been a prequel. Well, not necessarily a prequel because it falls right smack dab in the middle. Of That's it. what it's, it should have. It, it should have happened before Endgame. Yeah, this movie should have come out before Endgame did, because now, why am I like she's. She's already dead. Yeah. Like, what implications does this movie have besides explaining things? And Explaining things, maybe future-proofing, maybe reckoning Yeah, I think at best we get an endgame scene where her sister takes takes over as a new Black Widow. Oh, you think that's what they might do? Natasha's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, again, we can get into the... Like, historically, the comics... How many Black Widows are there? I think there's been five or six. Three or... Like, there have been three big ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Her mom, herself, and her sister. But then they've been like... If we get into, like, the multiverses, things like five or six. Okay. I'm just saying... There's one, there's one where she has a clone. Mm. Yeah, that... It starts to get into, like, some other stuff. Yeah. And, like, they're both, they both exist at the same time, and it's, like, it's basically Batman Beyond, because her clone doesn't know about her, and she doesn't know about her clone. Yeah. And they're individual people. They're basically the same, but they're different. One's, like, a hero. One is literally an assassin. Yeah. Um, so, that split. Ah! It's tough. So, I would, I would say five or six, but three. So. Yeah, because even with that, I'm... The reason I think because even in the movie, they, now, in the movie they talk about her mom used to do what she did. I think, yeah. I, I, I think in the trailer they talk about it. I think because what I think is, I I'm really hoping that they're not just gonna throw Taskmaster away in this one. I hope not, and that he's gonna come back. It'd be a ridiculous waste if they did. Yeah, in a in a later film, or they might even throw some uh, scroll stuff in there. Moving into phase five, um, or are they take they ended phase four, right? Or they ended phase three? They're moving into phase four, moving into phase four, like moving more towards that. Hopefully, we're getting secret war stuff. Uh, so that's, and again, that's the secret that again with this unification event, the secret wars mean as much as it did when it actually first happened. Mm-hmm. We'll see, yeah. Um, I think one of the crazy things is. They're pushing up uh, WandaVision yeah. into later this year. So it's fall 2020 instead of spring 2021. Which means, pre is that pre or post Black Panther? Pre. Yeah, that'll be pre Black Panther. Because it was post Black Panther before, and now it's pre Black Panther. Yeah, and that's still before, because I think that'll run concurrently. Because then we also, are we also going to get Falcon and 
Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And again, is he still Falcon or is he now Captain America? I think. I think I, what I think what's going to happen is he, it's the he, coming of age. Yeah, he yeah, put, yeah. he puts up the shield, and he and Falcon have to go on this adventure for him to actually feel like he is Captain America. Yeah, and then we probably get the full transition at the end of whatever season that leads into the next Captain America movie. Right. So it ends with whatever event causes him to feel like okay. I am Captain America. Right. Like Steve Rogers not only trusted me to lead this team and be Captain Again, is he going to be the leader of the team? Or do we get a fight over who's the new captain and who's the new leader? I'm still holding out for Black Panther. Listen, if Black Panther's not the leader. But Black, yeah, but Black Panther, historically, is usually just like, I'm just here so y'all don't mess up. <laughs> he pretty much shows up to be like, don't blow nothing up. Y'all not that smart. Y'all the muscle. I'm a mix between brains and brawn. Don't, don't touch nothing. That's always my favorite interaction is when there's a bunch of, like, superheroes in a room, and then Bruce Banner and Black Panther are off in a corner like, Oh my god, these guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know because Loki is still supposed to be 2021. Which is both a TV series now and a movie? It's a TV series. I thought it was. Because a, it's supposed to. I thought they were doing like a, a mini series that led into a Loki movie. I didn't hear about the movie. I knew about the series and I knew it was supposed to tie in with. Uh, the Doctor Strange 2. Okay, and maybe that's what I'm thinking about. So, which Doctor Strange 2 is late 2021. I believe that's what it is. Uh, so, WandaVision ties into it because Wanda Maximoff is going to be introduced to that. I guess that's the huge thing. Now, with them trying to introduce mutants, how do you think they're going to do that? Because at some point... We, we have Wanda. We yeah. had Silver... Uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. He's dead. But the thing is, like, you have to realize you've already introduced mutant, like two prominent mutants from X-Men. You couldn't say mutants, but how do you treat that? And that's another thing. Like, these aren't just regular mutants. No, no, no. These these are heavy hitters. Like, Kevin they Feige are- came out and said, at the end of Endgame, Wanda Maximoff is the strongest Avenger. 100%. Yeah, so these are... And, and, and again, if we want to get back into their lineage, these are Magneto's children. Mm-hmm. Again, depending on which comic you read, they're adopted children. In other comics, they're his direct... Like, they are his direct descendants. They're yes. twins. Like, they were his first children. Like, honestly, Magneto himself was already powerful. Yeah. So to have the children of Magneto, A, the strongest mutant of his time... Um, him and Charles Xavier are close one and two. Yeah, it's like one and one A B. Yeah, like yeah. one and one A. Um, so to have direct descendants to that like legacy, you can't you can't you can't play around with that. These aren't just throwaways. Mm-mm. Like if it's despite what they did with Quicksilver, they shouldn't be. <laughs> and again, he's so much more powerful, like because his thing is not only like speed, it's like he affects time. Like, similar to the Flash, he has literally run backwards and like change the course of time. Mm-hmm. So he's extremely powerful Which, as I well. Think, I think that's one of the things that's, that I kind of missed out on with these X-Men films that they've been giving us, especially when they rebooted it, was Quicksilver wasn't like a child of Magneto. He was yeah. just there. He was just a guy in a Pink Floyd t-shirt. In a Pink Floyd t-shirt. <laughs> Wearing goggles, put headphones in. That's just what he was doing. And it was, it was, it was again disrespectful to his lineage. 
Um, so Okay, so from what I'm seeing, this is pre-updates. We're getting Black Widow, May 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. Falcon and... Winter Soldier, Fall 2020. Yeah. That's a Disney Plus show. Eternals, November 6th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, WandaVision's been moved up. But then we're still getting Shang-Chi, Shang- mm-hmm. Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, that's February 2021. Then Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. Then Loki, the Disney Plus movie. Wait, wait, when is Multiverse of Madness? Is that 2021? Multiverse is now, Madness is May 7th, 2021. Okay. Then Loki in spring 2021. And then summer 2021, we get What If, which, again, if we're going to talk about unification, What If is the opposite of that, which I think that's probably how they can get a bunch of people into the universe right. without having to ask too many questions. And then we get Hawkeye, the Disney Plus show, fall 2021. And then Thor, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. If they stick to that timeline, which things have already moved around, the most likely place for things to pop up in are the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. So that would be um, Captain America um, or Falcon and Falcon, Loki, and WandaVision. Well, here's the thing. And I think... WandaVision is probably where they bring in a lot of mutants, Well, the thing is, I think the huge thing for... Like universe shifting stuff for those introductions. Uh, well, I think the mutants more so the Eternals. Um, they've always talked about that how they've always been around answering questions like, well, if they've always been around, why did they help with the whole? Because they're like the oh, like the, the like Oa, yeah, like the, or the like, the, like, uh, the immortals in uh, in Green Lantern. It's like y'all messed up, y'all caused this. We we're just here to. They're watch. here to keep cosmic balance, <laughs> cosmic balance, and sometimes. Um, like the whole theory of Thanos is sometimes, like you need a little bit of bad to appreciate the good. Yeah. Like that's kind of the whole. Well, he's the Mad Titan, his love with death, but that's a whole different side story. I, from what I, I think, guess it's more Galacticus. The theory behind Galacticus is he comes to reset. He comes to reset the cosmic balance. He's also a crazy person, but hey. Yeah, uh, I think the Eternals is kind of how they bring in. Uh, the concept of mutants and introduce that to the Marvel fan base. Do you, still, that are do you only... still think they call them whatever they're calling them now, or do they go back to calling them mutants? I hope they go back to calling them mutants. Uh, it's hard to say because one of the things uh, that comics are known for, better or for worse, uh, they kind of ebb and flow with the social climate of the day and age that they're released. And so with the whole mutants label, yes, it is iconic to what it is, but I don't I'm afraid Disney would kind of shy away from that. They need to go back to it. I mean, I, I like no, classic. I agree with you 110%. But like it, Disney's always weird about stuff like this. It's stuff you wouldn't really think about, but then you come to it and it's just like, well, why didn't you just like say this? Yeah. Uh so like the more we're talking about it, that's more of kind of like not an irrational fear I have, but the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm just like, oh, I really hope they don't. <laughs> they give us the whole Dumbo warning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I may have some outdated ideas. Right. No, but that's what they are. It's literally a genetic mutation. Yeah. Like like in in their biological makeup. Yeah, uh, I just hope they don't do something dumb and call them genomes. Yeah. Because they call them genomes, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, they did that at Young Justice. It works for Young Justice. Uh, in, in Young Justice, because they yeah, they're, they're genomes. Yeah. Uh, just, just call them what they are. They're mutants. And here's the thing. 
it's supposed to be derogatory. Mm-hmm. Like, if we want to talk about, oh, that word is derogatory and mean and demeaning, yes, that's the point. They are such outcasts that, like, the word mutant is supposed to be a derogatory term in that slang. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. That is the whole point of the Charles Xavier School for Extraordinary People. For the gifted, extraordinary people. Yeah, for the gifted, extraordinary people, um, outerworldly, supernatural, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, I think it's Scott Summers and Phoenix, Jean Grey. Yeah. yeah. Not Jean Grey. What is her name? What's Phoenix's full name? Uh, Jean Grey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's Scott Summers and Jean Grey that, like, yeah, we're the, we're the X-Men. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like X-Mutants, X-Men. Um, and that's how they get that. But they, they, it's, whew, I don't want to go down that path, but it's literally a reclamation story of, like, yeah, they were called mutants at one point and it was a bad thing, but they yeah. reclaimed that name for themselves. Yeah. Barring the fact that their beneficiaries... Xavier, Charles yeah. Xavier. Yeah, man, got buku bucks. <laughs> uh, but what I'm really hoping for in all of this is like, yes, they introduced the concepts of mutants in Eternals, but the huge shift comes in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I'm really just hoping for a snippet at the end where you have Wanda, like they come out of everything that's happened, and then. Someone just shows up in New York at Doctor Strange's place. She turns around and she's like, Dad? And it's just like cuts out. Yeah. If something like that happens, I'm high. I'm dope. I don't care what happens. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fastbender is done to what yes. we understand. Yes, unfortunately. Rip my guy. Great Magneto. Great villain. Probably, oh, I don't want to say he's the best because, oof. It's still pretty fresh. It's so... And he was also thrown into some mediocre situations. Garbage! Let's Garbo. be honest. Garbage! Garbo. He made the... He made gumbo out of just literally... My guy. Weak old chicken juice. You know when you make kids think they have something <laughs> and they really don't? Michael Fassbender did that for us. Yes. He made us think... This was an all right movie when he saved that movie. Fran- franchise. Saved that franchise. No, no, don't get me don't get me wrong. Uh who is it? James McAvoy playing Charles Xavier. He's a phenomenal Phenomenal. Those Charles. are two really great counterparts. They, they those held it two, down. those two single-handedly saved us from mediocre Wale Apple. And uh, <laughs> and I <laughs> No, 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 no. I take it back. Wale has had great albums. He's got a few of them that are questionable. It's like when Wale got on um, that Fast and Furious song. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's they should, they should have ended it after his verse. Yes. <laughs> and then YG came up. Oh, <laughs> That's what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a, a mediocre Fast and Furious song, but you know, they, we got some great performances out of Michael Fassbender. And who's the guy that plays Xavier again? Uh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Uh, Beast also. Beast forget, is pretty good. his actor's name. He's also going to be in he, the next two installments of Mission Impossible, which, which I don't know why they're still got, making movies. The last couple were really good. I don't know why they're still making it. Man, I, I saw they, they casted three people. I'm like, for who? <laughs> what like, what is it, happening? It's like Tom Cruise. How? He, like literally three years, like four years ago, he did uh, Jack Reacher sequel. He did two more Mission Impossible films. Which, again, I'm still upset because he did, uh, should have left Jack Reacher There's alive. a Top Gun sequel finally coming out. He's doing all his own stunts. And I was like, he my guy, just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm still upset that they killed my boy Henry Cavill. And 
Yeah, that but that was really good. That was top tier. That was really I'm good. I'm excited for The Witcher 2. Uh, if you haven't watched The Witcher series yet, watch it. Uh, I know you haven't played the games. You haven't read any of the show stories. Right. You're going to be real confused. Just wait. I, I tried watching episode one, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> just wait until episode four, and you're just like... When the hell did this happen? Like what? What is? Uh, all right. What? What's all this then? <laughs> what's? I, what's going on here? <laughs> Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really hoping that the multiverse of madness then throws everything into it. Um, and you're asking about Michael Fassbender with him being done. With him being done, who do you want to see? And I guess we could probably. To begin this with. is a terrible question to ask me. I'm just going to cut you off right there because I don't know actors. <laughs> Same here. So I'm, I, I don't know. In your dream, in your dream world, like what kind of Magneto would you be getting? Because we have had young Magneto. We've had an older Magneto. We've had older Magneto. At this point, we I want Magneto from the animated series. He's like midlife. Yeah. He isn't necessarily bad, but he will. He will. Kill you without like, without a second thought. We started to for get the that. preservation we, of the mutant race. We started to get that with Fastbender. I know, and it had to end, and it just had to end. I'm so pissed about that. It's it was uh, and that's uh, that's what I think the thing I always appreciated about Magneto as a, as a kid growing up I was like, yo, this dude. Astro's bought that business. Yeah, he like honestly, he's just riding for his people. Fact, and every it's always every single time that I, as a kid I realized I like yo Magneto's not that bad. The X Men were getting ran through, with the exception of Wolverine, because he was always he's always I, just doing whatever. He just knows. Like, every time I saw Wolverine in the corner, we're getting cornered by three Sentinels. I'm like, you did that to yourself. That was a whole that was a whole plan, and you ran off by yourself. <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel sorry for you. Right. Like, the X Men were getting clapped. Charles was overwhelmed, and Magneto would show up and just do whatever he wanted, get rid of the Sentinels, and then the X-Men would be like, you're bad, and he's like, shut up and go away, and go play with your toys and let the adults like do what we're supposed to do. Right. Um, I, want, I, want that, I want that Magneto. I really want a Magneto movie. Whoa. I want three Magneto movies. Here's, here's the thing. That would be so... Well, the thing is, like... Can, this is why we need to be in that war room writing for Disney, Matt. <laughs> we really do. Give us... Let us let us be writers, bro. We really do. Uh, we already kind of get some of Magneto's backstory with this revamped uh, X-Men that we got. So I don't know how well, like, the movies would play out unless it's just, like, a standalone movie that runs into consequent X-Men films. Right. Um... For purposes of like just thinking about what kind of Magneto we want or Magneto we need, we already need someone that's a bit older just because of the age of uh, Pietro and Wanda. Exactly. We find them. And then now it's even from like when we see them, it's like seven years after, including the time skip. Uh, More like eight. So we're already going to need a bit of an older Magneto. I would still want but with slightly uni- but with older. Universe of, but with Universe of Madness and the whole, now that we're getting multiple timelines, we could get a Magneto that's like, a, at like, hey, we're your children. This is what you did to make us this way. Don't do that again. Yeah. But I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> I want them. To I'm saying actually- they could do that, but they shouldn't. I actually want them to come. I want Wanda to come face to face with her, her dad, dad, and for her, like I know they probably won't have any reaction, sort of reaction or mention of Pietro's death. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Pietro's Quicksilver—that's his name because he's 
Jewish? Not Jewish. Something about like World War Two, they were persecuted. Well, yeah. yeah. They, well, I think Magneto is Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Because he was in a Jewish concentration yeah. camp. Yeah. Because he talks about, that's why he never, he still has his original like concentration camp tattoo. Yeah. And that's the only tattoo he's ever had. Right. And that's, I, that's again, one of the reasons he sided um, during Secret Wars with the people who didn't want, the, like he was super against the, the Registration Act. Right. Um, because, again, he mentions being in a concentration camp. And, again, for all you kids who don't know because you don't read comics, yes, back then, comic book villains and heroes were based on real-life world events. That's why they were so... That's why, yeah, I mean, that's why it's so tied to, like, social climate. Yeah. Um, but I want wanted to experience that moment with her actual dad. Like, that would be super dope. In that based universe. Yeah. I don't know if, um, I don't know if Wanda was Jewish, but... Pietro was definitely with Jewish. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't he have the Star of David on his... I don't remember if this iteration did. Okay. But uh, I, I remember... I thought I remember him wearing the Star of David. We got to look that up. Yeah. We're fact-checking in 2020. <laughs> All 2020. Purr, purr, purr. Um, but most, like, most importantly, I just want a Magneto who is in his prime, at his most powerful, that has to be... That can only be combated by a Charles Xavier That'd be super of equal dope. magnitude. That's all I want. And I think they have a chance to really give it to us if they choose correctly. I'm still holding out that Michael Fassbender could do the switcheroo and come through dripping, but that's probably not going to happen. So I'm upset. You're probably upset. Most people probably don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we are the only ones who really actually care. Um... So it looks like he briefly wore it, but it was like one of those things that you saw. And in, then, in Age of Ultron? Yes. Okay. I think it's like one of those things you saw. Not maybe in Age of Ultron. I think it was like in that um, post clip. Post clip. And oh, Captain oh, America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have them in the, the containment cave, Yeah, in the containment yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... It's still weird how they managed to pull all this off without without uttering the word mutant. Shock. What do they call them? I, I don't even know. If Enhanced people? Yeah. Some, something weird. It was dumb. I just remember thinking, this yeah. is dumb. It was dumb then, still dumb. <laughs> I don't, well, nothing can be dumber than that Fast and Final Four movie. Like, ugh. Not Final Four. Fantastic Four. Features for. Oh, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan and his adopted sister. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. Again, There's... so much potential, so much trash. Again, why did Mr. Fantastic have to be the same age as them? He's clearly older. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And the thing was just. Not a thing. He was like a 12-year-old. Well, yeah, they were best friends. They wanted to do that whole thing. I don't understand that either. Trash. Trash. Maybe now we'll know once and for all whether Spider uh, Fantastic Four can actually be redeemed or if it's just really a cursed title. Now I feel like a Harry Potter fan. Just like, this is not as good as it could have been. The Prisoner Azkaban. <laughs> Harry Potter fans from my interactions aren't as bad as 
like we mentioned, Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. Yeah, that's why I said Harry Potter fan yeah. because like I, they at least they could recognize that you know yeah, it's like maybe we just wild, maybe just wild. Star Wars fans are just Star Wars fans think they're better than George Lucas, like, and I'm just like honestly, listen, Star Wars fans. I'm still convinced. I will say it. I'll shout it from the mountaintop. I will fight it on any hill. I'll bring grenade with me, and I'll, I'll bring a grenade with me. Star Wars fans don't know what they want. Facts. They said the prequels were trash. Big facts. Then now then the sequels came out. And they're just like, actually, the prequels weren't that bad. <laughs> it's like we. Yo, I saw I saw a whole thread of like fight scenes for the prequels, and it was all the people just talking mad trash about the fight scenes from the sequels aren't good. And I'm like, y'all the same people who trashed this for too much CGI. Yeah. But low key, high key. That that fight between Anakin and Obi Wan, top tier, top tier oh, sword yeah, fight, really top tier, top tier really la- saber fighting. And honestly, so like I talked, I talked to our friend Tanner about this, who's a huge Star Wars buff. Um, one of the things that really, uh, not kind of irked me, but the more I was watching it, the more that kind of bugged me was the fighting styles of Kylo Ren and Rey. It, was, and now, it wasn't really fighting. It was just aggressive swinging. And that's more of like lost in translation going down from generation to generation. Because they don't, have, they don't have the traditional Jedi masters. They don't have yeah. the Jedi school. And she literally has to learn on her own, and then she goes to learn with Luke, and he and doesn't Luke really teach. Luke didn't even finish his training. He didn't teach her anything, and, the and thing, now... The thing is, like, yeah, everything, because like with the Sith, is taught about using your aggression, your anger to fuel your fighting. That's how you win. You just overwhelm emotionally. Yeah, and then, I mean, but you look at the, you look at, you look at Count Dooku, um, like Qui Gon, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Mace Windu, nah, uh, General like Mace Windu. Like, if we're talking about like sword skills, Mace Windu like, had like, sword skills, but he was super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about sword skills? Uh, General Grievous. He also had four arms. <laughs> but the man had <laughs> skills, though. That's not so much skills as just, like, using the four arms to, like, rotate, oh, like, clockwork. I can't I can't say what I, I, I was about to say. I almost said it, and I realized I would be, we would immediately got canceled. But the tw- 2020 is the year of not getting canceled, so I'm not going to say it anyway. Yeah, I'll say it off camera. Because <laughs> I, I was like, that's, like, something, something, having something, something. I was like, yeah, you can't say that. No, no, no not at all. Um, and Star Wars fans... I didn't forget. Y'all made Daisy Ridley delete her Instagram. Her after, Instagram. After the first, after The Force Awakens. After The Force Awakens. Only to later make Rose delete her social media. Right. And y'all out here. Y'all talking, went after Rose. Yeah. Coming out here later is like, oh, yeah, we'd rise for Daisy Ridley. No, y'all no, bullied No, you didn't. Y'all no, bullied didn't. her. No, you didn't. Y'all bullied her. Trash. Every one of you can line upside my house. I will send you the address. I will fight you. No we charity should all just be more like Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> oh, Lord of the Rings fans know what they want and they know what they don't want. Who is it? Someone just signed up for one sci-fi franchise and is getting a lead role in Lord of the Rings. But I don't remember who it is. No clue. I really wish I remembered who it was. Yeah. We'll look it up. Look at mention it on next podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like it'll come. It'll come to me. Yeah, let's I'm, all I'm be just, like, gonna, like let's it. be more like Lord of the Rings fans. They just all, enjoy it. We enjoy. Listen, we enjoy what we know. We know what's good. We know what's not. The prequels one through three, great. The Hobbit one and two, hot garbage. Three, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> Lord of the Rings fans are simple. I'm just, I'm just upset it was the desolation of Smog, but they didn't beat him until the beginning of the third they didn't, one. Not beat him, they didn't even meet him until the end of the second one. Yeah. The desolation of Smog, he wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> the exploration. 
excavation. <laughs> he had one scene in the beginning and one scene in the end. Hey, that was it. That's a check for Benedict Cumberbatch. Fam, that is a check. Uh, he's like he he's like look I have to do work for two movies <laughs> and I'm barely in and the other one I'm done in like twenty minutes. Man, was I here? Cash and checks. Oh man, Bad Boys two. You excited? Bad Boys three. Bad Boys for life. You excited? This may I, sound blasphemous, but I'm never really a Bad Boys fan. I'm I like again. Like there, it's, it's like I had I had no business watching Star Wars or Bad Boys when I did, but I was watching with my uncle, so my mom couldn't say nothing. <laughs> Cause that's her younger brother, and he just got back from the military, right. so she couldn't say nothing. Uh, yeah. And then I watched Bad Boys Two with my dad. So, yeah. What I am excited for is Gemini Man. Is that out already? What Gemini Man with Will Smith and Will? Yeah, Smith. yeah that came out uh, back in September. I didn't see October. That. I need to see Gemini Man. It and came 21 out the Bridges. month before Twenty One Bridges. Twenty One Bridges was really good. Gotta go see both um, of those. Maybe I'll TiVo them or Blu-ray them or whatever you call it. Yeah. On demand. TiVo, TiVo, Bebo. <laughs> Uh, what I am excited for is this week, uh, Weathering With You comes out. That, I don't know if I'm so, emotionally stable enough to watch that. Dude, I'm ready for it. I'm watching it Wednesday. It's going to be tight. Good luck with you. So, from the same studio that did Your Name. So, I'm preparing myself emotionally for that. Dang it! Sorry, I just remembered other plans that I made. This is going to be like, well, can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, but they also came out. So last month, the My Hero Academia movie came out. In Japan. People love it. Yep. And so all they said was, it's coming out in Japan. It'll be coming out in North America early 2020. If you only watch the anime, don't go see the movie. Or unless you just don't care about spoilers. Which you should. Uh, because there's some huge spoilers. Yeah, it's like way, 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 way past the anime. So if you're watching the anime... The last episode was amazing, according to Matt. I haven't seen it yet, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I was really about to take on right now. Like, <laughs> my boy Deku! I really don't understand people that are still hating on him, but all I'm saying is, in the words of I think the Bronx Boys famous catchphrase, which I will not say on it. <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. Uh, yeah. Um, do that. Watch watch the anime, and then start reading the manga, because this movie's going to be worth it. Yeah. And I honestly, honestly, I was really, really thinking about my favorite animes of all time. Uh, Samurai Shampoo sits at number one. I think, honestly, Naruto sits at number two. And DBZ is at number three for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I, again, we're not counting the super classics, which for me, I think Samurai Shampoo is about to move into that legendary with, like, Akira. Because if anybody knows me, my favorite anime of all time is Akira. Mm-hmm. It's not even a conversation. But... That's a movie and sits in a different category. Yeah. It's like influenced culture and hip hop and yeah. life. So that's different. Um, if we're talking about anime series, I think Naruto is like number one or two for me. Mm-hmm. DBZ is one or two for me, depending on the day. Three through four and five, all very debatable. Up for grabs. Up for grabs. My hero is fighting for that solid number three spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll ever be number one or two for me. I don't know if it can do that, but like we just have to wait and see. It's it's so good. Yes, it's so good. Honestly, so one of the things like if you follow me on Twitter, like I'll, like so far, 
all every single episode, not every single episode from this season, but like the last couple of episodes that have come out. Like I've been tweeting, it's like from Kirishima and Fat Gum. Like literally, boys going up this season. Top so tier. Fat good. Gum is my new favorite. So hero good. I just need like I just need a spinoff series. Yep. Just them at the office. Like yep. Fat Gum. Uh, Red Riot and Sun Eater. They're just all just like chilling. <laughs> Sun Eater, again, top tier hero. Dude. I see why he's like big three. Yes. And uh, I can't wait to see. I know you know more than I have. You've read further than I have. I just don't understand how like class 1A is going to surpass the big three. Because, again. The thing is like they're only freshmen. They're only freshmen. They're just wild, bro. Yeah. Because Lumillion is already like. And even right now. Can you imagine him? With his power and all for one. Uh, and actually, the more that I think about it, the more I realize why one for all wouldn't quite work with Mirio. Really? Yeah. And that's like a separate discussion altogether. <laughs> and that's more of just like stuff like as I'm thinking about it, it's like, would that really work as well as if having like Deku be Yo, the but, successor. But think about it though. Like obviously maybe not the story, but like can you think about his Oh like, no, he BOP. Permeation power and then he just like literally just like slides through the wall and then can you imagine he just literally like drops through the floor and hits you with the United States of Smash uppercut just him, from beneath the ground? Just him yelling power. Power! <laughs> Yeah, he would. Gosh. He would be. He'd be. He'd be the. He'd be. He'd be OP. But uh, I think like, it's probably why they because they're they're trying to avoid the Superman syndrome. Yeah, he, he would be unbeatable. Right. Because you can't hit him, and he can kill you in one punch. And that's why they always get like interesting drawbacks for yeah. like, their quirks. Like he can't like no light or air gets into like his body when he permeates or something like that. But like for last bunch of the episodes leading up to this last episode that they released. Uh, which I think is like episode 76 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've been tweeting about My Hero Academia. It's like Fackham, Red Riot, like favorite, like uh, hero sidekick duo coming out this season. Uh, Rock Lock is a really dope new hero that they added so to good. it. Lamillion really shows why he's such a great and magnanimous hero. Also, one of the saddest moments in this season, I think to this episode that has one of my favorite Deku-building moments. Of all time. Of all time, probably. Like, I'll have to see how some of the other stuff plays out and I'll have to come back to it. I'm definitely rewatching that episode, which is what I love about My Hero Academia. A lot of the episodes and moments are just so rewatchable ever since his first time activating One for All up until this latest episode. I'm just like, oof. They do a lot of stuff great. And so, I'm just so, so we're excited in for it. Yeah. Um, Actually... We should probably end this on the, end it on this. For people who are watching and are interested in reading, tell them where you read your animes. Um, I can no longer provide that information because they got shut down three weeks ago. <laughs> but for those of you that do like supporting the craft, uh, Viz Media does this thing where you pay ninety nine cents a month. Uh, is it ninety nine cents? It's either ninety nine cents or, or one ninety nine. It's ninety nine. I, I do the one ninety nine because with the ninety nine cents one, like you get like. Cycles. Mm-hmm. I just bumped up to the one ninety nine to get like unlimited of like five series or something like that. Yeah, there's different tiers, but I was just gonna say Shonen Jump just downloaded, downloaded. They just put out their app, so if you're on 
iPhone, mm-hmm. the Shonen Jump app is a good place to go. Viz Media is yeah. available both on the web and on mobile. I don't know if it's on Android. Obviously, I'm an iPhone user. Yeah, yeah. Gang for life. Um, and the thing is, like, so... 99 I, cents is... You can afford 99 cents yeah, a month. For, I use Viz Media um, and what it is for 99 cents a month. So you have, they have the free version, but you can only read the last couple of chapters. But for 99 cents, you get the for, for a lot of the major, and that I mean a lot of the major mangas that they have past present, uh, you can read the entire library that they have for it. So you can go all the way back to chapter zero, the prologue, the introduction of My Hero Academia, and go all the way up to, I think the last chapter was like uh, 227 or something like that. So you Correct. can read all the way up to it. And they have new animes on there all the time. Honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but Boruto is kind of turning up. Ooh, it's all, The manga's always been turning up. Yeah. Boruto's <laughs> the anime's kinda, I, just catching up. I was watching, watching, I was re-watching Naruto, and I'm like, oh man, so good. And I was like, Hopped on Boruto. I was like, nope, this is still garbage. And I read, I read three chapters in the manga, and I was like, hold up, this kind of dope. And then I went back and started rewatching. Also, the anime. Uh, okay, people should also be paying significantly more attention to Samurai Eight. I haven't actually read Samurai 8 yet. I've read the first three chapters of Samurai 8, and I'm just like... Which is from the creators of Naruto. Yes, and it's... Kishimoto? Kishimoto. It's top tier. Um, if you're not reading... If you're not reading Black Clover, I I get why you wouldn't want to. <laughs> but, but you need to. You need to read Black Clover and stay away from watching it. Your ears will thank you. So... <laughs> your ears will be so eternally grateful. That's only 130 chapters in. I take it back. It's 235 chapters in. You might want to start reading now. <laughs> I was like, 130, that's not bad. I swipe down and 200 more chapters. Oh, they put out 100 chapters. Yeah. Demon Slayer is up on here. Dragon Ball Super is up on here. So, Astro Lost in Space is another good one that a lot of people don't really know about. Uh, yeah, I actually watched the anime for that. That was crazy. I haven't watched the anime for it, but I read the first few chapters on it one day at work. So really, there's, really yeah, there's a plot twist in there that I was just like, oh, and then like they throw the double fake, and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so this James, James Harden pump fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, so this is what we're doing. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of great stuff out there that you can use to read it. I highly recommend, especially before the My Academia movie coming out. Uh, they It is coming out in North America next month. Tickets go on pre-sale January 31st. We will be at the theaters. We will be giving you live reactions. No, we, not a live reaction. I mean, but we won't be tweeting the movie theaters because that should cater us. Yeah, we'll Unless be giving you... to get us a private viewing. Immediate reactions. Um, obviously, we're campaigning and champagning to try and get on the anime voting board. Campaign. Champagne. Honestly, they need some range. You you want to talk about diversity? The anime awards need some diversity, but that's a different. That's a topic for Twitter because I don't want to slander people on the podcast this year. But yep. I might have to. Yep, yep. I I feel that I yep. had another sentiment towards that. Um, keep it to yourself. We're being yep. nice in twenty twenty. Yep, we're being we're, nice. All we're trying to get purchased. We're 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 trying to get sponsors twenty twenty all twenty twenty, but. You know what else is coming back next month? What? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Let's go! They released the funniest trailer they could, and I'm super stoked for it. Guys, if you know, one of the things, I love Psych, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office sometimes, and Community.
That's what it's all about. It's, 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 it doesn't get better than that. So I'm yeah. super excited for that. I finished New Girl over the break. So for the first time. It's really funny. I'm really upset that they kind of wrote it to where Nick and Reagan wouldn't work out, just so they could have Nick and Jess. I was mad because I like Nick and Reagan. Yeah, Nick and Reagan, I think, would have... If if they chose differently, it would have been a really good couple. Yeah. But I get it. It's what people were asking for. They decided to do it for finality reasons. But, hey, still a good show. I'll still go re- back and rewatch it. All I'm saying is... I laughed when Nick was writing, and he's just like, I hired someone on Craigslist to punch me if I don't finish this chapter. <laughs> and Winch is like, I want to punch you for free. He's like, don't worry, I got a guy. <laughs> don't worry, I got a guy. Yeah. But it's good times. Yeah. It's good times. If anybody has any more questions, you know where to get at us. Why do you sound like a TA? <laughs> does honestly, anyone have any more questions on this Honestly, I feel like a TA. I've got two presentations in the next two months. I actually got one due on the 22nd. Is that this week? No, thank God it's not. (laughs) I got one presentation due at work on the 22nd. I've got another one due in school on the 27th. So my life is not a movie. Unlike unlike little Uzi Vert, my life is not a movie. I am in these streets. I am in these tunnels. We've got a lot, a lot of cool stuff planned for 2020. We've been in the trenches. Um, mostly sleeping because uh, December was madness. It was terrifying. For all of us here involved um, in the White Noise uh, studio, we are growing our studio. We are growing our business. We are growing our shows. I am tackling on a new show project, and Matt is going to watch me fail. <laughs> that is what I specialize in. Yep. Um, so new show. I'll drop the name. It's a new show. With the homies. I don't know why it's a surprise. You've publicly talked about it before. I've talked about this several times. The name of the show is called With the Homies. What is it about? Mostly this. Less anime, less comic book. Probably things I know nothing about, like sports, football predominantly. Go Chiefs. With the homies. Uh, it's going to be a show where we get to kick it with our friends in the creative community, the anime community, the video game community, and just chill. A lot of the rap podcasts I've been watching, Joe Budden, um, Flagrant 2, it's people who are good at what they do, and they just bring on other people in that community, and they just relax, have a good time. One of my favorite episodes of Flagrant 2, a sports podcast, featured super pastor Carl Lance of Hillsong with a bunch of flagrant clowns just cursing up a storm and talking about things that pastors usually don't talk about, but... It was good just to, like, see people out of their elements and to see a very vulgar, wild comedian just talking about going to church with his homie. Like, he's just he's just homies with Carl Lance because they play basketball together. But he was like, yeah, I went to Hillsong that one time, and that uh, he talked about how he's not really into worship song, but, oh, that reckless love came on, and he was in it. <laughs> So that's the whole concept for the show. It's just me and my homies. I'm going to come and kick it. Uh, check out the show. First episode will be out soon. Matt, what other projects are we working on or are you working on that you want the people to know about? And where can they get at you to get said projects done? All I'm saying is, guys, Caleb doesn't pay me enough to do this. <laughs> this is all very true. He gets paid in macaroons and macaroni and cheese. Every once in a while, he gets a Lunchable. The one with the Oreos in it, so I'm not playing out here. 
<laughs> so if you, I mean, I'm a freelance photographer. So guys, hit me up if you want photo shoots. I also do free, uh, freelance graphic design stuff. Uh, so we'll be doing some more of that, some more fun stuff, just because we can stuff all 2020. Again, you see the vision. People with glasses still don't get it. Facts. <laughs> That's the wave I'm riding all 2020. 2020. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode of Even More About Nothing. It's been brought to you by the White Noise Podcast Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at E-Man Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com backslash Even More About Nothing. And we are on all major streaming platforms. So whichever one you like listening to, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review us. We love hearing from you guys. Hit that notification button. Make sure you're notified whenever these episodes drop. We're doing every Monday. Yes, sir. We won't take as many breaks this year. Facts. Because that's what we're on. That's the wave. Uh, We got a schedule, guys. I got a planner. He has a planner. (laughs) I have a planner that has stickers on it. Again, like I said, 2020, people with glasses just don't get it. Just don't get Um, it. But yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, Most importantly, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. uh, And we're super excited about what is going to go on this year. And on that note, we'll see you later.